This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, can you be black and beat up white people at work? The results will astound you. Also, black ass intersections, how we're all dealing with some shit. Oh, and cat videos. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> did I do that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It wasn't as loud as what I just did, but it was there. What you been up to? Um, nothing. What you been up to? Uh, Well, we... I don't know how why you can say nothing. We were together all weekend and we did lots of shit. Together for one day. It was just a, it was a, a long lot day. of stuff. It was a it long was day. day. Yeah, it was a long day. We oh. shot Grapevine. We went to a costume party. Yeah. We had dinner. And we didn't wear costumes. We did what the fuck we, we wanted. We did what the fuck we wanted. You were kind of in heavy like costume. Your face was very much done for the, the time period. That's true. Went to a 70s party. Your face I and your hair. I did my hair for the party. Extensively. Yeah, you were yeah. doing it. Yeah, you're right. You're you right, doing you it. You're, you're right, doing you're it. Right. I was dressed like a, a freaking mechanic from the 70s. She was like, young man. It's <laughs> 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 all I had. It was a bit, It was a work day. It's a fucking work day. All right. Welcome to Tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ew. Right. Yes. You already did. How are you? So I'm going to skip. Oh, two. oh, you caught me. You're good. Because yes. you know, my brain yeah. was like, wow. let's say hi again. Already, We're I not like, doing that. I like greetings. If you would like. To follow the conversation being had on this year podcast. podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag hashtag Tea with QJ. We like when you use it on all the social meets. We like that shit. We retweet that shit. We heart that shit. Whatever the fuck, we do that shit on the social media, and then you can find other listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay. Also, you can use the hashtag Pod in and that is a now listening hashtag, and that lets other people on the hashtag find Tea with Queen and Jay. So that's another hashtag that we would love for you to use. While listening to this podcast. Podcast. This is a spot of tea episode, mm-hmm. which means it has less segments than our normal full to the brim episodes. It just makes it editing. That's right. It allows easier. us to do an episode every week as a team of two. Like we said, we had a wild, busy weekend. So it'll, it'll day. it was a long day. I did. Actually, I did have a busy weekend. Saturday, I did like all the errands of my life. Yeah. So you're right. We had a busy weekend, y'all. We so here's a spot of motherfucking tea. Take this spot. But we have a lot of good shit planned. So yeah, we do. Let's sure get into do. it. Queen. Yeah. Can you tell the people what libations are? Yeah, so libations are when we pour some for the homies, the ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. Pour it up, pour it up. They get libations. So, Jay, Yo. what is your libation? My libations this week are for For All Nerds podcast. Last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about the new series Watchmen on HBO. Yeah. And we talked about kind of the ways in which black pain can be leveraged or is leveraged for TV drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some of our concerns about that and how we felt. If you want to go back and listen to the episode so that you catch whatever nuance I'm not providing in this description, you can go ahead and check <laughs> out our last episode. That was 226. Get some listens up. That's right, friend. <laughs> so For All Nerds podcast actually did an interview with the creator of the Watch series on HBO, David Lindelof. And they asked him a lot of questions about the use of black pain. And they talked about Black Wall Street and why he chose to use that. And if he considered the possible exploitation of our experiences as black American people and Mm. our pain. And so it was a great interview. I felt like he didn't come off as somebody who had all the answers, but he d- he also didn't come off as somebody who was trying to use this information, use our black struggle for ratings. Yeah. And so I really appreciated that. And I appreciated that four all nerds didn't, they didn't seem to hold back on their questioning. Uh-huh. So it wasn't a shock. Ha ha. We got you kind of interview, but mm-hmm. it also wasn't like, uh, I don't want to ask you all the questions yeah. because you're a big celebrity that we have on the show. So I appreciated that. And they also, um, asked my question. They also asked my question uh-huh. about like, why, why was there no trigger warning? Like, did they consider using a trigger warning? And mm-hmm. I thought that he gave an honest answer and yeah. you should check it out. So we'll leave the link to that episode cool. in the show notes. That episode is who 
Who Watches the Watchmen featuring Damon Lindelof. So again, we'll leave that in the show notes. But libations to four old nerds, yo. Cool. That is cool. Yeah. And, you know, white men can't be trusted. So it was nice to to listen to. Shouldn't be trusted. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It was nice to listen to an interview with a white creator of something that I would like to consume uh-huh. that didn't make me feel like filthy. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like how I was trying to enjoy Joker. Yeah. Um, but Todd Phillips made sure to ruin that experience for me with all the bullshit that he said outside of yeah. like the film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So so I feel good about that interview and I look forward to continuing to watch Watchmen, yo. So, okay. What so. are your libations this week? My libations are for... A cat named Cinderblock. Aww. So this cat I met on Twitter and they were admitted to a animal shelter mm-hmm. because the owner couldn't take care of them because of a life changing event and some shit. They didn't get into why. But Cinderblock is considered um, morbidly obese. So they're like getting her down a weight, I guess a mm-hmm. healthier weight so that she can live. Like right now she can't really, well, she could walk a little better now, mm-hmm. but she couldn't walk when they got her and like all of this stuff. And it's just cute seeing the videos of her like walking on the treadmill and you could tell that Aww. she don't want to do that shit, but like she knows it's to benefit her because she's like, meow, but doing it on the treadmill. I like that you got all of that out of her meow. That she look, knows it's not good, know, but she knows it's I good know for cat her. Dog. Okay. And then it's the same kind of cat that I have. It's a blue Russian. Uh-huh. So I like see my cat and the cat. Oh and my god! Like, oh, look at her. That is a cute cat. So, I did enjoy um, those videos. Yeah, I kind of hunted it down, and now I follow that animal shelter on Aww. Instagram. So Where I are they located? Do you know? Cinder- I don't remember. Okay. Um, so I could follow Cinderblock's progress. I asked them in the mentions, like, "Hey, can I get a full documentary of Cinderblock's progress?" Aww. No one answered me. Like people did, but not the right. animal shelter. But I need to know what's going on. Yeah, somebody should do that. They can make that a little Instagram story. Because it was just so cute. I just want to. So my libations is in the block. Thank you for giving me some black ass cute little joy. I love internet cats. Yeah, they're the bomb. So Tea with Queen and Jay is a free podcast that we produce every fucking week. Queen, can you tell the people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Well, like Jay said, free podcast. Two bitches do it on their own. Two so bitches. We need donations to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. podcast. If you'd like to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay, you can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Scroll down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can come however many times you want, put however much money you want in that pot. There is no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we are only asking for two dollars. Two dollars. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We are some option giving ass bitches, but we're only asking for two dollars a month. That's twenty four dollars a year. And yeah, those are the ways that you could donate to us monetarily. So there's other ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that oh my don't God, how? cost you a dime. Not one red cent? Not one red cent. Wow, tell us what they are. That is by subscribing to this podcast. Wherever you listen to us, subscribe. Make it so that we're like in your feed or however every week. Um, Rate and review. That's really important. It's important in the tech world because that brings up the algorithm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's your tech noise? That's Yeah, my tech algorithm noise. Okay. Um, so, yes, rate and review us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places that you listen in the cast box. There are ways that you can leave comments and give us a heart or a star or whatever the fuck the app calls for. I don't know, check mark, what the fuck. Just do that. We really appreciate that. Tag us in them posts where people ask, um, we're gonna find a new podcast. We're gonna any black podcast. What's the podcast? What's your favorite podcast? What's Anyone listening to podcasts? There's no black podcast. You know all that dumb mm-hmm. shit they be saying. So tag us. <laughs> no. Not well dumb. So tag us. You know I think everything is dumb. I have a problem. So yeah. So tag us in num posts. If you are a writer and you listen to this podcast, write about us. If you are someone who fucking could like signal boost this pod and tell the world that you found this hot shit. Do that shit. And yeah. that's the donation. And we would really, really appreciate that. So those are the ways you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, do a live show or consult you or your team. Send us your email at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. 
Um, and so we got some donations. Yes, donation libations. And um, so I'll start with our PayPal donations. We got them from Julicia. Did I say your name right? Julicia. It's like Janicia. That's my cousin. I know it's your cousin. I'm asking how to pronounce it. You name. pronounce it Julicia. Like Julicia, but not Janicia. I asked you how to pronounce and it. And I told you. I already you. knew who it was. Well, there it is. It's Julicia. Whatever well, you said. I'm That's telling my the people because we are doing cousin. a podcast. My cousin. My cousin. <sighs> Well, that's who donated. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, um, And then the next is Chantel. Thank you, Chantel. And we got a PayPal donation from Alex. And Alex says, y'all so damn awesome. Thanks, Alex. We know you, Alex. Hey, boo. Thank you, Alex Hardy. Bad bitch. The better half of... <laughs> let, <laughs> let me move on. <laughs> said the better half. Oh, um, man, we also got a new patron. And thank you to Alyssa, our new patron. You're the bomb. Thank you so much, Alyssa. We appreciate you. I think that's my homegirl from my old job. Word. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Might be homegirl from the old job. Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah, we appreciate you. So real quick, I have an event coming up. Oh, my God. I love going outside. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fake. Phony ass bitch. Let me get to my fit. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> so on Sunday, November 24th, I'll be having another Bad Bitch Affirmation Workshop, and this workshop will be affirming our sex lives. It is at Cafe Con Libros from 6 to 8 p.m. Be on time. You know how I am about that time, um, especially because I have someone else hosting, so she is not from New York. She needs to actually leave after, so, you know, you know. Be on time, please. Mm-hmm. So this workshop, I'll be teaming up with Vanessa of Vagisteam. And Vagisteam is a workshop series and podcast encouraging good good and healthy sex through courageous conversations. So we will be affirming our sex lives, like I said. And we will do this through using props, trivia, and also a open discussion. Um, participants will engage in a series of activities that will leave you empowered, intrigued, and ready to explore. This workshop is for folks with vaginas. Um, just to be specific of who or how the conversation is going to go. And um, this workshop is also donation-based. If you RSCP, please make a donation. If you cannot make a donation in one out of 10, you can still come through, but you have to send me an email at contact at Sometimes people donate and tell me they're not coming. They just want to donate. So you can have that spot. So just make sure you hit me up. And like I said, that is November 24th, Cafe Complete Bros, 6 to 8 p.m. That is in Brooklyn. See you there. See you there, Janice here. I will be there. Since you are going to be there. I am going to be there. (laughs) No, I actually, real talk, I actually enjoy all of your workshops. So I'm looking forward to this one as well. And I can't wait. Yo, y'all should sign the fuck up. Thank all y'all. Yes. Are you ready to get into this shit? Let's do this shit, bitch. All right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking peppermint tea. Oh my goodness, me too. Oh my god. Wow. But a quick throwback to last week. Yeah. We um could not pronounce the tea that we were drinking, even though we drink it often and we mispronounce it often. Um, but thank you, Muriel, for writing in and letting us know that L Y C H E E is pronounced lychee and not lychee and all the varieties of Look, things drop. that we said. So thank you. I rethink phonetically. <laughs> and that's that. I just do what I want. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. Yes, we actually had some lychee again earlier. Yeah, earlier today. today. It was fucking yeah, delicious. We some tea ass bitches. We are Queen. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? Jay? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am real rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. And that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes because that's what the that's what I fucking do. Okay. That's just how you are. It is. You're right. Jay, mm. what you affirm for yourself? I affirm that I am not a lady. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm wealthy. I'm self-employed. My finances are abundant. I'm paid opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma i have everything i need to maintain and continue to flourish i do not undersell myself or underquote my rate i am motherfucking healthy uh, healthy uh. yeah like like it's a really good healthy you know <laughs> <laughs> like it's extended so quick reminder november 5th is election day mm. election day 
is the day that us in the United States mm-hmm. vote. Okay. So I'm going to be for real. I don't know who's on my ballot. So mm-hmm. I figured that out by finding this website called who's on the ballot.org. If you go there, you can just type in your address and all of that shit. And it'll give you who like down to the district, who is on your ballot. So you can figure that shit out and do your Googles, see if their stuff aligns with your politics and vote for the motherfuckers you want. Right. So just remember November 5th, go out there and vote and go to who's on the ballot.org to figure out who the fuck you're voting for. I like that. Okay? And this is not for the presidential primaries. This is for... It's like a lot of local stuff. It might be, for me, it's like a lot of local things. It could be some. It could be a mayor. It could be something else in your city or state. Mm-hmm. For me, it's everyone local, but it's definitely not primaries, right? For everyone. All right. So be sure to check that shit out. Um, we talk about voting and the importance as a people. We talk about voting and the importance of voting a lot, but we also need to make sure that we are voting in these smaller elections. That's where like shit goes down. That you can legit feel the tangible effects Facts of, of like yes. fucking immediately mm-hmm. in your town and shit yep. and. Also, voting for these people within the smaller elections is kind of like a forecasting and a foreshadowing into who could end up running for president in the next like 20 years. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Is. So be on top of that shit. Stay on top of it and check out who's on the ballot dot org. Yeah, it's one way for you to like maybe actively see a trickle up effect mm-hmm. um, voting locally because it doesn't really trickle down when you for the president all down. Right. To, you know, it doesn't really work that way. So I mean, it does like how now the guy in there is torturing all of us. Mm-hmm. But yes yeah as far as being a modular person and things Mm -hmm. like working in your favor um i think it's best to like start at that place and Mm -hmm. then you know move up like you said that these people could be a future president or the future whatever and if you like mold it so that they're more towards your interests they're going to like grow in their careers and keep Mm -hmm. doing that shit Mm -hmm. you know like we fucking you're hiring motherfuckers yeah see who's right for the job like dead ass even though you don't have to have ever been an elected official. Or you can still or you can or you can steal an election. But you, you know what? That. that those things aside, <laughs> vote in your local elections. Yes. Um do that it's important. Well, November 5th, that's next week. Speaking of politics and shit, somebody wrote in to talk about black Republicans. How delightful. <laughs> <laughs> So, Gio writes in and Gio says, hey, y'all, if it's okay, I just wanted to join in the review discussion for this season of Dear Black People. Well, that was our review series, but um, this basically for this season of Dear White People. We did a review for season three, and I'll put the link to that review in the show notes. Um, But this is relevant because they are talking about Black Republicans. So Gio says, I found it quite engaging and y'all presented concepts that I didn't notice during my playthrough. However, on the flip side, I thought I would offer a different view on James. So James is, there's not going to be any spoilers, just a heads up for anybody who hasn't watched um, Dear White People already. We won't include any spoilers, but James, what? (laughs) I'm thinking about that person on Twitter who spoiled you how to get away with murder and how you was ready to fuck that bitch I was really upset. Jay is not like a, I'm more of a yell at people on Twitter person. Mm -hmm. You're not really that. Yeah. I, I saw you. I try not to get emotional on social because <laughs> I only have two settings. So I either I, I like to explore. I, I like to share my extreme delight setting on social. Yeah. I don't like to um, share my anger on social because I really it gets intense. No, it does. It, it gets intense. It but um. But anyway, yeah. Believe somebody, it or not, Jay's the one who sets it off all the time. I just be standing there. I have the light skin privilege to set it off on this, <laughs> so I just do it. Moving along. Yeah. (laughs) Back to the letter. (laughs) Yeah. So James is a black Republican character on the show. And we basically talked about his black Republicanness and how there were times when his character was seeking approval Mm -hmm. from his um, black classmates. Yeah. So we talked about that. So Gio goes on to say, I'd like to start by clarifying that I myself identify as a leftist because I believe that regardless of assimilation or whether we want or whether we even want to be, we are Americans, so we depend on a functioning America, and we also reap benefits and privileges as Americans that come at the cost of other groups' oppression within the diaspora. 
but I've been made aware of a trick that American politics uses to cause infighting in the black community. A trick? They have a trick? Yeah, white supremacy. It's not really a trick. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of some That's shit it. that they do, yeah, all the time. But we'll we'll accept that. Yeah, it's yeah. just like your wording or whatever. I'm just we're fucking with you. But yeah, we're teaming Queen and Jack. Yeah, we you know, fuck around. <laughs> okay. I used to dismiss black white. I used to dismiss. I used to dismiss black right wingers as self hating jive shucking coons the same way. But I was listening to a podcast whose guest I can't for the life of me remember, but the person was saying how they are a black Republican and in that and in that they've struggled with assumptions about their racial identity. I wanna say I wanna take a break real quick and just uh-huh. say that I don't think that we dismissed James character or black Republicans in general as quote self-hating job chucking coons i definitely didn't <laughs> so i just want to say that i I, re- I received this letter and what you're trying to share but i just want to make it clear to the listeners that that's not our position on black republicans we don't fuck with them but our overall perception of them is not that they are self-hating job chucking coons yeah. there are black republicans that are self-hating job chucking coons but that's not yeah, our position. We don't fuck we with them so much that we don't have like a a perception yeah. or like a, a, a quote or like a thing we say to right. describe. Like we don't think about them that yeah, much we to know. even like give them that description. Exactly. And the ones that we have come in contact with through different projects yeah. that we've done, they have been fine. Like I was, like I don't I don't um, Jimmy for example they're on Grapevine. I'm about to say their one breakers are questionable. Their dress code is questionable, but <laughs> I don't see Jimmy on the grapevine, who, for people who don't know, is a YouTube series, a panel series that we're on on yeah. occasion. I don't consider Jimmy to be a self-hating, jive-chucking coon. Yeah, I don't either. No, I think he has moments where it looks like he is chucking jive, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't, I don't consider him a coon or anything like that. I think our politics are so varying that if we were not working together, I would not fuck with him. But it's not because I think he's a coon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, all right. So let me move along from that. Gio says again, they were, I'm just going to repeat this. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to a podcast whose guest I can't for the life of me remember, but the person was saying how they are a black Republican and in that and in that they've struggled with assumptions about their racial identity. He was saying how despite his leanings, he and black Republicans that he associated that he associates with don't really align with broader right-wing, namely white, politics as a whole. While political beliefs are, of course, a spectrum, he was saying how he identifies as pro-black, but that left-wing politics slash media as a mechanism of America's binary political structure, which aims to keep aristocrats safe by forcing us to pick a team and focus on the other team, have taken certain beliefs hostage, abortion, gay rights, et cetera, in order to hide their anti-blackness and force black people into left-wing support. His beliefs were about rehabilitation alongside reparations and reducing the size of government specifically because there are policies and systems in place that are designed solely to prevent black people from establishing independence and or reject assimilation, such as policies in rural America that undermine black farmers to empower white corporate farms. Mm -hmm. While I don't think it's been fleshed out enough just yet, I believe the purpose of James and Kelsey, these are again characters on um, Dear White Dear White People. I believe the purpose of James and Kelsey, as well as Coco and Troy to a much lesser extent, is to to represent that voice within the black community because between racists, right-wing media, and left-leaning by default black media, that voice doesn't ever really get much chance to clarify their stance on a thing, which I believe is characterized in the show by the fact that we don't really get any explicit details on their political beliefs outside of their introduction as members of the right wing faction of AP. AP is um like the campus's black student student group group um for anyone who didn't watch Mm -hmm. anyway i hope this was interesting peace and love and all that shit shit. thank you so much geo we appreciate this i have a few things i Mm want to say but i will let you start i don't 
Okay, so I have a few things. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I wish we need a word for that face. <laughs> it was. Wait, I'm gonna do a sound. It was. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's mm. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a few mm. things. A few things I want to say. I think that because blackness as diasporic people who were stolen from the continent of Africa. I think there are aspects of our culture as black people and aspects of blackness that are determined by shit that we do and say and ideas that we hold and beliefs and experiences and shit like that. So I think that there are times when one of us is doing something out of the quote unquote norm that someone else who was black will look at and say, oh, well, that's not black. What's that about? Da, 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 da. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I just want to go back to this thing that you said. Uh, it was something, uh, I don't know why I can't pinpoint it, but it was something that you said that basically because they have, because they're right wingers, people, I get question their blackness or whatever. I was having a conversation with a black girl at brunch. I was at brunch for some other thing and she's we, we have a mutual friend uh-huh. so she was at the celebration and she was challenging um my frequent position that men are garbage right so she yeah. was challenging how could you say that if you date black men how could you say that they're garbage and da, 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 da. i'm like well because men are garbage in general and i love black people that's who i date that's who i have sex with that's who i'm attracted to and so when I unfortunately I'm straight, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what, you know I, what say I say mean, all the time. Like, the... So this person, people are strange. Yeah, this person this is not the first time I met this person. I... We've been acquaintances mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. Was insistent that I only date white men. What? Yeah, and honestly, I gotta say, sis, I don't know if you listen to this podcast still. I know you have before. I'm not over that. <laughs> so I know I've seen you Whoa. several times since then, and we've been like cordial and stuff like that. But I'm not over it, and I'm not over it because, again, I don't, I didn't mind the conversation. Like, sure, but after I say to you, I don't date white men. That's not my thing. I date black men exclusively. Yeah. I date men exclusively, yeah. and that's why I can speak informed and say that I've experienced. And it's, it's not because I've been traumatized in any grand way any different than any other uh woman who dates men a lot of what they do is based in a certain power dynamic that sees women in a secondary position and even those who love us do stuff that is not indicative of their personality but it's indicative of being a part of the oppressive group. Mm -hmm. And that shit is trash. So that's what I'm talking about. But you must, you have to just date white men because that's not, this is somebody who like writes books and people, you know, perceive as smart in some circles. So like. My head hurts. Yeah. I say that to say. Yeah, I'm about to say. Sorry. Get to the point, sis. I'm sorry. Get to the point. (laughs) My point is, my point is, and I'm not uh, siding with right wingers or black republicans because like i said we don't fuck with them but my point is oftentimes people who have ideas that go against whatever black person you're talking to that goes against whatever your norm is Mm -hmm. there are people who will say well that's not black or that's anti-black to this person that i was talking to they felt that me saying a lot i've I've heard other people express this but just not so close Uh to me and in my face and while i'm trying to eat my dinner Mm -hmm. but a lot happens to you when you're eating a lot happens to me when i'm eating yeah you gotta this is why i don't be wanting to go outside i have food here (laughs) there's food inside anyway yeah, to this person, I was being anti-black. Mm-hmm. And so I think that... <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reason why I'm laughing is because they thought you was being anti-black, but they specifically was like, so date white men! <laughs> no, they were saying they think I must date white men. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were telling you to do so. No, they were saying that I, they, I must, I have to be somebody who dates white men or aligns with whiteness. But it, that's such an ignorant, that extremely. It's ignorant. just really an ignorant point. Um, I, I, I still, I still don't really get it. Uh, again, if you're listening, sis, I don't want to talk about it again. But just know that I'm not over it. I'm offended. And again, it's not because she said it, but it's because I. This conversation went on so long, and I said 400 times, I don't date white men. That um, 
work on being a little more dismissive. <laughs> she was just so close to me and she was holding a baby. So? Made it hard. The baby was cute. Babies could get it too. Babies could get it too. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That sounds like a headache. Anyway, but did you get my point about anti-blackness and about people feeling like if you don't align with their shit it must be because you must you, be yeah, you're not, you must be aligned with the oppressor right because you're not my you're kind not of aligned black. with me so you must be aligned yes, with them yes mm-hmm. yes you're not my kind of black so you're not really like black this yeah. is some other shit or whatever yeah so for whatever reason that's some shit i think that comes up in our community and i don't think that it's exclusive to black republicans i also which is something that you said off mic uh-huh. um but just talking about whether or not black republicans have a voice or not they do have a voice and that yeah. is why you heard this person on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> they had a whole podcast yeah they were on to a whole podcast. this stuff yeah like they do have a voice that is generally the kind of black person that is appealing to white supremacy in ways where they are allowed in spaces that we're all not allowed in they do have a voice the thing is that black people generally because a lot of their values don't align with ours when it comes to like whatever we think liberation is right a lot of uh, republican values yes um we don't listen. <laughs> yeah. And this we, is why like, you like, forgot the person's name. Yeah. Like, I'm why not the listening fuck are you going to? Yeah, we're not going to yeah. listen to that. So it's not that they don't get a voice or that they're silent or, you know, whatever. They do have, they do get to be heard. We just not listening on this side over here, you know? So that's what that is. I don't think it's a silence and they mm-hmm. just, just not saying things that are appealing to black folks like you who wrote this letter and me and Jay. Right. Right. But There's, they exist. They definitely exist. There's people who I know that exist. These black Republican people that I would never, I've never heard them speak. But because of their heightened visibility, because of white media, whatever, I know who they are. Mm-hmm. Even though I've never, I've never heard, what's that bitch name? Candace Owens. I've never heard her speak. Mm-hmm. I've never, the, mo- the only time I ever clicked the thing was when T.I. was yelling at her. And then I was like, why are you yelling at her? You yell why at her? he yelling at her? Why was she invited there? Why are all these niggas so excited that they have her to yell at at Revolt yeah, Con or whatever? Whatever that fuck that was. When that platform could have been given to anybody else, but whatever. Go on yes, and then T, I wouldn't be yelling at no white man like that. But anyway, of course not. Moving forward, mm-hmm. I never even heard that woman speak, but I knew who the fuck she was, and I knew she wasn't somebody I fucked with. But that right. was because white media was fucking with her enough for me to know who she was, even yeah. in my little corner pocket of the world where I don't engage with any mm-hmm. of her work. So they do, they do. And they have, on, in a lot of ways, more access to their words being spread because of their alignment with whiteness, because of white people feeling comfortable around them and all of that yeah. shit. So like, we, we're we just not listening. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they don't have a yeah, voice. Yeah, they get, they, they're on Fox. They get hired to say things. Yeah. They're talking heads on Fox. They're there. Yeah. They're also talking heads like in other, like, like, media outlets they're on the liberal media yes. outlets too because they need somebody to talk to against. Yeah. yeah so they're there as well um again i'm not going to spoil this but the character james on dear white people there's a moment where i said this earlier uh-huh. there's a moment where troy is trying to appeal to him in some way and mm-hmm. so he calls him brother right and james is so excited that another like that a cool black person is calling Call him, him brother. brother that he feels like included and yada 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 um, what I wanted to say about that is that because we don't fuck with black Republicans, us and other people, a lot of people who think like us, yeah. it's not that I feel like James is not my brother, but I'm not going to call a nigga like him brother or my brother because your ideas and your politics tell me that you don't believe in this brotherhood. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I think that you're a coon or whatever, but like a nigga like you, I'm not going to be We're giving you that yeah that endearment yeah. of brother 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 mm-hmm. brother i'm not gonna offer that kindness yeah. to you because so many of the policies that you seem to be aligning yourself with to me counter my existence yes. and my ability my equal personhood and my humanity on this planet because republicanism is very much aligned with white supremacy yes and i think um i think that the ways troy even says 
Not Troy. James even says on... Every time you say Troy, I picture Troy. He's very sexy. Yeah. James even says in the show, he talks about how he doesn't align with the current... What is it called? The current administration. Yeah. How he's not extreme and yada. He's conservative, but you know, not so much a Republican. He said they allow him to say those things. Yeah. And we have heard several yeah, black, black Republicans, Republicans say, say those the same things. things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that bootstraps mentality to me is fucking anti-black. Yes. And that is something that I have heard black republicans ascribe to so again that doesn't mean that i think that you're a coon because you walk out every day and niggas still treat you like a black person white niggas still treat you like a black person like they don't know (laughs) that you're republican or not Uh you know unless you're wearing a fucking maga hat Mm -hmm. and they still they're still gonna treat you like a nigger so again i i don't i think there are coons who are republican but i don't by default think that oh you're every coon every or, black republican is not a yeah coon. and if something honestly you're black you're a black you're, republican until proven a coon thank you that's what it is thank you. that's how we part that's how thank we do this you. over here yeah and if you were to be shot down by police and it came out later that you were a black republican i would still ride because being a black Republican, the punishment for that should not be death. It shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather just laugh at a live body. At a live black Republican. Yeah. Yo, I don't want you dead. I don't think you're a coon. But when we start talking about like who I'm dapping up, who I feel safe with. Who I'm dapping up. You sound like a black who I'm, Republican. Who I'm dapping up. <laughs> who I'm dapping up. It's like a transformer before all, my eyes. All in the Kool-Aid and don't know <laughs> whether it's red or cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, if I, I, I think that real niggas a, know that's the same thing. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I think there is um, an element of safety that comes with blackness because we have to code switch so much. Yeah. And if you are out here talking against like my safety and my humanity, then the chances of me saying out loud that you're my brother and, and treating you like family, the chances of that are slim. That doesn't mean that I think that you're a fucking coon. What? So, um, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Gio, we appreciate you. Um, let's take a little break. I'm with it. Let's take a break. Money, 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 money. (laughs) Money! (laughs) Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. Give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Choice. Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes, and we're black all the time. I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. No, all, right, whatever. all the time. I sound like a, a tugboat with some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read this next letter? Yeah, I'm gonna read this next letter. Okay, so I'm gonna call this one um, "Black at Work," and um. Want me to get into it? Yeah. Okay. So, hello, Queen and Jay. My shift, my shift went from bad to worse today. I was hungry. I had a edit. I had a headache, and my battery was low on my phone. I needed my phone in order to do my job. I'm an Instacart shopper, so I was standing in the checkout line behind a white man, 
An older white woman with glasses is coming through the opposite way towards us. She says, excuse me, and a white guy jumps out of her way. There's plenty of space for her to continue if she veers ever so slightly to her right. Instead, she says, I said, excuse me, if you don't move, I'm going to run your foot, run over your foot. Okay, now I want to fight. She didn't say that. I said that. (laughs) (laughs) I look her from head to toe as well as to my left. And behind me, indicating she was she has plenty of space to continue. She then runs over the side of my shoe, just the side. She doesn't even run over a toe, just the side of the shoe. This bitch didn't want to turn her basket one centimeter, whatever. I roll my eyes and she keeps going. A young Latina witness nearby says, that lady just ran over her foot. To her boyfriend, I say she had plenty of space. The Latina agrees and everyone continues about their business. Within seconds, I start to feel like a bitch. I feel weak. I feel helpless. I feel like I should have stuck up for myself. I feel like this white woman can now continue and flourish in her white privilege because I personally didn't check her. But then I think... I'm at work. She came in. T- she came into my store. I'll see her again. I begin walking through the store, hoping to see her. I do see her. I think I see her. Is that really her? She's an older white privileged bitch with glasses on. That's that's kind of that's a good description. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are many in this grocery store. Unfortunately, there are many in this grocery store. I continue working and hope that I'll sense when I see my white privileged bitch with glasses and never do. The old white privileged bitches with glasses outnumber the one black girl with glasses wearing an Instacart shirt. Why do I not cuss her out when she was right in front of me? First, because I'm not confrontational and I really stand up for myself. Second, because all I could imagine is her going from white privileged bitch with glasses to white privileged victim. And me being another dead black by the word of white privileged bitch who didn't get her way. I may be out of a job because I walked out today, but I couldn't stay there. Every time a white woman was near me, I got angry. I didn't want I didn't want them looking at me or speaking to me, but it's impossible. 90% of the humans there are white. They are unavoidable. I wrote this email because I have no one else to tell that will understand. I probably won't tell my therapist because she's a white woman. I'm going to turn on the podcast from the Baddie Brigade. Black voices will be soothing right now. And we're leaving the person's name out of this letter. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. We're sorry that you had a shitty ass, whack ass day. And we hope that you found some relief in listening to our podcast. Yeah. Hmm. So when I first read this, this letter we actually got a while ago and I had read it initially. And when I read it, I was already going through my own work stuff so it kind of was just like, um, kind of like triggered me. Not like in a like this didn't trigger me like in a bad way, but it was just like another reminder of like kind of feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was in a situation in my job, free of it now. But um, I had an interim ED who was just like white bitch. Like I just could not stand this woman. But like the usual things that I do to like people I don't like things that I do to feel in control I didn't feel like I could do so I was seeing that here so it was just like uh, uh, you know yeah I just you know back the car up mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> back got, on out of here back on out of here because this is just too much for I'm gonna head right out now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was going on in my life when I read this letter so I totally get the feeling you were feeling um yeah it's a it's a lot it's a lot yeah. What do you have to say about it, Jay? Um, a few things. I think that it sucks when people are racist at your job and you feel like you can't go off without losing your job. Or what's I think even like a worse feeling is that you know what microaggressions are and you know when something is happening to you because the assailant is racist. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard to communicate that to your white coworkers. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking like if you shared this story with a white boss and explain to them why you need to step out. Mm-hmm. Would they understand that? So it's like you put yourself in a position to be gaslit sometimes. Yeah. If the story is not cut and dry, like, yo, this person is racist. She, she didn't, didn't say, say nigger, nigger, then, then it's it like, didn't happen. Well, you know, whatever. People are rude. And and it's like, that's, it's, di- it's different when you're just dealing with 
somebody who's just fucking rude versus yeah. somebody who's like racist mm-hmm. you know just the vibe is different it feels different it hits different because um, it is different because it is different yeah so that is incredibly frustrating but i did want to say that that feeling of like that person who victimized you now feeling like they can go on and victimize other mm-hmm. black folks yeah you can't take the burden of that on yourself yeah because you are a person with a job everybody got a job and you cannot fix every racist person that's out there um and i think it's not even your job to fix racist right people like right. that's not something that you should own yeah and even if you set it on her there's no guarantee that she would not do the same thing to the next black person that she saw still like, and a lot of times when you set it on white people they don't understand why you set it on them it's exactly. just like this black bitch is this this nigger is beating me up now because right. they're violent niggers. Like, it, like, yeah. you know, when I interact with white folks in that way, like if I do yeah. curse them out or whatever because of something, they just see this black girl yelling at them. They don't take the, they don't understand the racial mm-hmm. undertones. That's why I'm offended right. and why I'm like telling them about themselves in the moment anyway. Which we say that not to say that you should not curse them out, but we say that to say every curse out is not a lesson. Like sometimes you just curse a white person out because they need it because they deserve it. And whether they learned a lesson from that or not, that's not your problem. It's not. You know what I'm saying? And you got out whatever you need to get out. Exactly. If that is what you need to do in the moment. Exactly. But you can't stress yourself out about teaching every white person a lesson. So if it wasn't convenient for you to get it off in that moment, Mm -hmm. and if it was important, if you felt like you would be putting your job in jeopardy or sometimes something that I do because I, I, I don't really have a middle. I'm either like, like super duper nice or losing my mind yeah sometimes i just don't turn it on because once it's on i can't turn it off Mm -hmm. or sometimes i don't react because the reaction should be at an 80 but i only know how to go to 100 yeah so i'll just keep it at zero yeah you know because if i go if i turn it i don't i don't know where the middle is at i can't um if it's so extreme that i am so um disturbed by what happened yeah i don't know that i'll be able to just hit 80 and you know keep it cool and be it be a regular curse out Mm -hmm. it might just go next level so i sometimes keep it at zero just for my own safety yeah and i think that your personal safety like is important so you did what was right for you in a moment yeah you can't beat yourself up about like not setting it on somebody because what are they going to do to the next person and yada 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 so you have to protect yourself in that moment also, I think that there's this thing that we do um, on social media that affects us in real life. So I think it's a lot of people on social media talking cash shit. Like, I would have did this. We see racist things happen and people report this racist thing happened to them. Mm-hmm. And then we look at this and there are people on there like, oh, well, I would have did this. Could it be me? Could it be me? Could it be me? Could it be me? Uh-uh. I would have did this. I, I would have did that uh-uh. or whatever. I she would have. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Meanwhile, it'd be people that scared to take their whole lunch hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> be people that scared to leave early. Yeah, scared to leave early. Scared to take their vacation. Scared to call out for a doctor's appointment. appointment. Scared to tell their boss to please stop touching their hair. Scared to correct their their white boss who miss misses up messes up their, their name, name and over and over. Them with the next Let's black person make at work. up a, a, their own yeah. nickname and shit. It'd be people scared to be black. Okay, off the internet, but then on the internet they're talking big shit. So I think that sometimes that gets and in mo- our head. And most of them are talking big shit. Yes. Sometimes that gets in our head and we feel like, oh, I should have had the perfect response ready for this white person and da 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 da. And honestly, as black people who deal with a lot of shit, I don't think that it's completely bad for us to be like, Oh, well, let this white person do this to me and I'm gonna do like I don't that that fantasy that a lot of us are living online, mm-hmm. like just to get the steam off because we deal with such harsh real shit in real life Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's uh necessarily a bad thing to -hmm. say oh well i would do this and i would do that i think it becomes bad when we start criticizing other black people for how they responded to violence towards yes like i get annoyed when i see people you know how lots of people record a lot of the white violence they experience so they want to expose them and you know like stuff like that and i often see people like y'all keep recording why don't y'all fuck them up and it's like first of all not everybody wants to fight everybody all the time let's be for real Mm -hmm. like I say all the time, fights hurt. Like, if you have yeah. a fight, yeah. even if you win, your body fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. those shits hurt. It takes time to recover from Yeah, that. like, that shit hurts. Now everybody wants to fight and everybody wants to be confrontational. People are doing the things that make sense for them in a the moment. Right. And they're like, yes, I could, like, 
lump up your face and knock out your teeth. But like, if I can make something go viral and you lose your job and now your name isn't like now your name, you know, nothing is erased from the internet. So now this white person's name is tied to this incident that always happened. That could always be fine. Mm -hmm. There's longevity in that. Exactly. That, you know, like there's a long game in that shit. So yes, I could fuck you up, but you know, also this video could do this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, People do what's right for them in the moment. Yeah. Like, you, come on. Like, because you were literally, if you literally fought everybody who oppressed you, everyone who gave you a microaggression, mm-hmm. everyone who made you, who reminds you of what your marginalized group is, we will be fighting all the fucking time. Yeah. And that's not how anybody wants to live. Nope. I damn sure don't. As much as I say I want to fight everybody, I actually don't. No. I just don't know how to um, express anger in either way. Mm-hmm. But I don't, don't want to fight everybody. Like I said, fights hurt. They do. Shit, I don't got Megan's knees. We don't have Megan's knees. <laughs> we don't have the health care that the Real Housewives <laughs> have. So I just can't have my front teeth knocked out and never placed. Or exactly. Like or well, one of them's already what fake. The fuck? Okay. I've I been can't. doing really well keeping my edges together for my Hello. whole life. Hello. I can't have bitches pulling these shits out. Especially if you got a fucking crochet. <laughs> then what? <sighs> Oh, huh. fucking roll cornrows come out your head. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I wants just that. a smooth line. Yeah, this is a smooth line of cornrows. Somebody, you could win the fight, but if you lose a whole cornrow of hair, a whole fucking cornrow of edges, you messed up in the game. And for what? Because you beat that bitch ass. Yeah, I gotta wear wigs now all the time. I can't do a crochet no more. But I beat that bitch ass. So what? So it's tired. What? Take a nap. Take a nap. Take a nap. So anyway, Whitney, you did the right thing. Yes. I hope that you have gainful employment or that you that you have income and that you're able to to sustain yourself in yeah, some way if word. you are no longer at this current position. But don't beat yourself up for not having the best reaction in the moment. You know what I'd be doing sometimes? What should be doing? I'd be in the shower. You be practicing? I'll be in the shower practicing. That's the best place or to do that. Of like, sometimes I think of an argument I had. I will do that shit out loud sometimes. I'll be in the shower responding in anger. Wait, who does it in <laughs> silence in the shower? What are you talking about? All of my shower arguments are out loud. <laughs> Some shit that happened like five years ago. And I have the perfect response to now. I'd be like, you know what? But this be your last time. You could do that this time, but this be your last time. I dare you. I think we all do I that. dare you. Yeah, I do Yo, that. Yo, hey, relive that shit in the shower. I do that It's whatever. Often. You're still alive. Yes. All the bad things that you said could have happened to you if you set it off on this white lady didn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. So you out here. You're good. Yeah. You're good. And then you know you're not bugging because somebody saw it and they're not like the, the um, Latinx girl you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So exactly what that was. So you don't have to, you don't mention feeling gaslit, but I'm right. just saying like to 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 help affirm that like you know what the fuck was going down. You know mm-hmm. what that fuck with that woman's about, and it has nothing to do with you. That just has to do with them and their racism. Yep. You know, it's fucked up, but you did what was right for you in the it's moment. It's not right, but it's okay. Anyway, what? you're gonna make it anyway. Take care, my babies. Oh, oh. This last one is about black ass, black sense, and being a black girl without a black sense. Without a black sense. Ari says, Hey, Queen and Jay, thank you so much for the work you both do. I really loved and appreciated your episode on black sense and AAVE in podcasts and other media. The conversation was insightful and needs to be had in more spaces. Um, just a quick thing for anybody who doesn't know, we have had several conversations about Black Sense. Several. Um, and just our general position that we feel like voices like ours or people who sound like us or people who have Black Sense or use AAVE, our voices are not centered in media, media? and particularly yeah. podcasts outside of uh, quote-unquote urban radio. Yes. Particularly in podcasts that are not about hip-hop or gossip or things like that we feel like um if you don't have a voice that sounds like an npr voice or if you don't have a today on tea with queen and jay (laughs) oh that would be so gross (laughs) Ah! if you're not a black person whose voice has been sterilized or maybe you're a black person who like you said you hardly have any black son and that's just how you talk that's the voice that tends to be um centered yeah in our podcasting space yep 
So anyway, the conversation was insightful and needs to be had in more spaces. I'm a black girl who grew up with pretty much no black scent, went to majority white schools and lived in a very white area till college. And it gave and still gives me so much anxiety for lack of a better term. I've always felt super connected to my blackness and raised my and raised by black parents who are proud to be black and extend that and extended that to me, but I've always felt like an outsider until I get past that nervous barrier because of my voice and the way that I talk, which I've always been made of made fun of for sounding quote unquote white. I remember when I was little and my cousin from the country would come visit, I would try to talk like her. And my mom would ask me why I did that. And I think that even then I knew that my blackness was policed and that the way I talked wasn't okay. I'm really working on being comfortable with my voice and the way I talk because I realized I've really internalized ideas about how I should be as a black person and have silenced myself in a lot of ways because of it. I also realized that I have probably benefited from the way I talk as far as jobs and as far as jobs or being treated certain ways in in social situations with other races. Living in North Texas and it's made me be perceived by white people to be a certain way, which is really interesting. I think because of how I talk naturally, I'm palatable to them and they get real comfortable real quick and let their ignorance be seen in ways that I don't think they would if I spoke in a different way. And then I have to let them know that no, I'm not that quote unquote kind of black. I literally remember white kids in school telling me I was a quote unquote cool black girl or not quote not like other black people, unquote, which is so fucking condescending and ridiculous. And another thing I've internalized in a negative way and am trying to combat now. Anyway, I think the episode was really dope. And I love us as black people sharing all the different facets of what makes us. It got me thinking. And that's what I love most about your show. Queen, I love that you don't code switch for anyone. And you're authentically you. I really admire that I am... I really admire that and am trying to do the same. I love you both so much. Hope y'all have a good rest of your week. Ari. Thank you so much, Ari, Thanks, for Ari. being vulnerable with us and for sharing um, your experience and your journey. What do you think? Um, I think that it's annoying how much black folks are policed. Yeah, I'm reading this and just thinking like how annoying we are policed and then how we police each other. Mm-hmm. So like... I think it's important and I'm glad that you noticed the privilege in how you speak. Um, Cause a lot of times when people have these conversations with us, it's like, no, people make fun of me. Cause yeah. I sound, you know, like whatever. So you do acknowledge your privilege. So that's dope that you do acknowledge your privilege and you know, your tone addiction mm-hmm. and shit like that. But I think it's fucked up that the same way that, well, of course I've, we've come to terms with it now with how we talk, but we still have to like, figure that shit out or like mm-hmm. wonder how it's supposed to sound or yeah. like these are things that lots of people who are white in particular don't have to think about the mm-hmm. ways that we have to think about should i sound like this am i too loud am I, you know like all of these things that it's just like you're a kid and you're thinking about how you talk mm-hmm. whether it appeals to blackness or whiteness you know what right. i mean it's just like shit like can we just be kids mm-hmm. and just be skipping around and playing double dutch and shit like why why do you have to think about this just as a child it's just that's the stuff that it made me think about like you're a fucking kid and you're thinking about how you sound Mm -hmm. that's i don't know it's just fucked up to like have to just dissect yourself Mm -hmm. in that way as a kid like you're supposed to like be a fucking kid Mm -hmm. you know so that was the first thing i thought about when i was reading this what are some things you thought about well i think It goes to your point, actually, is that every black person has a black ass burden, right? And it could be talking white. Mm -hmm. It could be um, being mistreated for being dark skinned. It could be, like you said, talking not white or having to learn how and when and if to code switch and shit like that. It could be... um, being, it could be having straight hair mm-hmm. and being teased when you're a kid or whatever. And like, of course, certain of these things, like you said, come with uh, privilege. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you, in the moment when you're a kid and you're being harassed, you're you not, haven't not, even processed you, that. You or don't whatever. even know those power exactly. dynamics yet. Right. And so um, just being black for everyone, there is the general blackness and then whatever your particular 
intersections of blackness are, whatever the nuances are to your blackness. Because if you are queer, you're not just queer, you are a black queer person. And yeah. there's certain sh- black shit, shit that comes along with that. With that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just, it just reminded me of how we all have a burden and each one of those burdens are our own. And we have to, um, each of us is constantly having to think about that and having to learn how to navigate that shit. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, just to be sensitive and understanding of what each other's burdens are and how you mentioned knowing how your intersections perhaps offer you privilege. Yeah. Whatever that privilege is. Because while it is, while no one has ever told me that I talk white Mm -hmm. and there is privilege, there is privilege in not being questioned about my blackness in that area amongst like my people i have been at jobs and felt like my voice is too deep i have to lighten it up i have to code switch i have to speak a little bit more proper i have to um make sure my my r's are hard r's Mm -hmm. which if you're from the bronx you don't really say r like you don't like it's like you say car door like stuff like that you don't Mm -hmm. really so anyway making sure that my enunciating shit like that like just putting a lot of extra pressure on myself or whatever and Mm -hmm. that goes more and and i'm someone who when i code switch it's not so far off from like how i actually speak Mm -hmm. or whatever so like it's just everybody has their own burden and blackness Mm -hmm. and it's not fucking fair and it's not fucking right um but everybody fucking has one Everybody has some shit with yeah, them. Yeah, we do. We do. I don't know. Like, it's like, can we just be free? <laughs> <laughs> please, sir. Can I have some more? Can I get some freedom? Can I have some freedom, Can please? I have some freedom, please? some freedom in this porridge bowl. Because it's like, fuck. You know? Yeah. It's just like, fuck. And it's like, I don't know. Just... My advice would just be listen to your voice more. Form all in love with your voice on how you talk and shit like that. And then a lot of times, because I know like I'm just going to talk about myself for a second, yeah. but like I I say all the time, I didn't grow in a house where like my addiction and all of that stuff was an issue. My parents kind of just let us talk, let me talk, blah, 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 whatever. But when my interactions with school was when, and it wasn't even like really my teachers and shit like that. But, like, just from other peers. Like, oh, you say whatever like this. And then I'm just like, so? And? Mm -hmm. You know, since since it wasn't something that was being corrected in my house, it made it easy for me to push back. Like, whatever. That's just how I talk anyway. Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, like, stuff like that. Um, But it did start to change when I started to, like, want jobs and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it was like, and it was like, do I need to do it? Like, should I have Mm -hmm. been doing that shit? And, like, the little times where I tried to, it just didn't feel natural. Mm-hmm. It was like that doesn't feel good. My voice right. does not go that fucking high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, I'm loud. I I talk the way I talk, and that's just is what it is. So when I like got to that point, I think you just need to get to the point. Like, this is how I fucking talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's who you are. How you talk is a part of who you are. So if people can't fuck with how you talk, then they don't fuck with you. Like they can't be. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, if they don't fuck with how you talk, then they don't fuck with you and get the fuck out your face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that. That You know, that's that on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> that's the power of pine, so. That's the black ass bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> and I said what I said. Because I, yeah, but nah. <laughs> and not in courtroom 502. <laughs> Because in this house, it, here when you come around here, because I'm going to say what I want anyway, because that's just how I am. Nah, but for real. Like, yeah, seriously. And I'll be honest, like, doing this podcast, hearing myself more, I'm just like, I sound fucking dope. Like, you why do. the fuck? What, like, why would dope. I sound like something else? So, like, just talk how you talk. If people mm-hmm. don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with how you talk, they don't fuck with you. Because mm-hmm. how you talk is a part of who you are. Like, how, who, how you talk... It's a part of what made like it's it says a story about where you're yeah. from, your experience, like all of this stuff is in your voice and in your diction and in that shit. And why should you separate from whatever that is? Because that is a part of your life. So fuck them. And that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like really. Yeah. That's my advice. Fuck them. 
I like that. I like also how um they weren't asking for any advice. I don't care. Anyway. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't oh. asked for advice and I feel like either. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you with me. I like that shit. I did I think that we did a motherfucking podcast. As always, if you want to send us your T mail, you can hit us up at T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. <laughs> Follow us on the social media. <laughs> we are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for T with Queen and J. There, you said to send us email. You can send us donations at our website, T with Queen and J. That's right. We're trying to buy some new headphones, some new sexy headphones that cup our ears and have enough space for us to have big hair. Yeah. So we need some big joints. Send us, send us your guacamole. <laughs> Want it. Want it. <laughs> Okay, let's get into hashtag Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name. Disability too white. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Black Panther so lit. Why Forever I stay? Always. Wakanda. Forever. Why I stay? What has happened to our Wakanda? Um. What has happened to our Wakanda? I don't know. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag. And the whole uprising. Queer Walk Pod. Queer Walk. Unpack BG. Marsha's Plate. Sexually Liberated Woman. A Little Juju. Bag Ladies. Vagisting. Miss Vixen. Ew. Is your hashtag? Hashtag L. 4C forever. That's right. 4C hair. All day, every day. And natural hair. You know, whatever kind of curls you have is cool. 4C forever. Okay. We affirm the underdogs. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to do that to your ears. Hashtag listen to black women. Yes. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with production support from a black person named Ameka. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Get it. around in between you see that we all agree we love tomatoes more beef and cheese thank goodness for chef boy rd my name is donnie and you know i love my ravios i'm gonna let you know sauce it up sauce it up here we go give me more cheese life is a breeze with me and Yadi party, we call on Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee.